From the Orange County Fire Authority, this is the Pass Along Podcast, where we address firefighter issues from top to bottom, from your helmet down to your boots. Now, here's your host. Welcome to the Pass Along Podcast for the month of August. This is Rob Capobianco, Assistant Chief of EMS and Training. And this month, we're going to have the ability to look at the training division. With me today, I have Chief Fairchild from Promotions. I have Chief Sulzer for training and safety. And then I also have Chief Bennett from our academy. And we're going to ask some questions and get some updates on on the training division in general. I'm going to start with Chief Bennett. Chief Bennett, why don't you go ahead and give us an update on Academy 58 and tell us how things are going. Uh, Good afternoon. Thanks, Chief. Yes, Academy 58 started July 31st. Uh, We have 49 recruits, 13 which are medics, uh, non-lateral. This is all entry level. So they'll be all in for the 19 weeks. Um, we're currently in week two, intro to uh, hose and ladders. And December 6th is uh, graduation. Uh, field assignments are going to be on December 15th. Uh, looking forward to that. You have a, a new coordinator in and a new assistant coordinator and some new members of your cadre. Tell me a little bit about them. Yeah, so um, George Robledo is my academy coordinator, and Brett Pearson is my assistant coordinator. Um, Both come uh, highly talented uh, individuals. I've taught academies with them. Um, With George, he was a part of 20 academies in some um, some aspect, whether it be a now coordinator, uh, but instructor or live fire cadre. So he's been well, um, well versed in the training section. So um, really fortunate to have him. And we brought on four new instructors. They just started and uh, looking forward to it. Um, there's a big learning curve for new instructors, um, but with George's leadership, um, they're, uh, they're in good hands. And you have Brett Pearson working with you as well? Correct. Brett Pearson, um, he was a lateral in Academy 44, so I, I was, uh, had the opportunity to teach him um, in Academy 44 as an instructor. He came to us from Pasadena Fire Department. Um, again, um, very involved in training with his previous agency and has been engaged with this agency since uh, we hired him um, all the way through the uh, ranks of uh, engineering captain, and now he's assistant coordinator. Uh, so Brett brings a, a lot of experience and uh, good knowledge base to the academy. That's great. I think one of the biggest changes, and I believe this is the third academy that is state accredited, correct? That is correct. And so with a state accredited fire academy, um, and that being newer to our organization, what does that mean? And, uh, and, and what does that do for us as an organization? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, so ALA stands for Accredited Local Academy. And what that is, is that is through state fire training is a accreditation that standardizes the curriculum and validates recruit training on a state level. This also aligns us uh, with the other major metropolitan fire departments, uh, LAFD, LA County, San Diego Fire, all the way up to Sacramento. Uh, These large agencies uh, years ago um, took the leap to to join the ALA, become accredited. What that takes is the state of California comes down, state fire training, and they look at our facility, they look at our curriculum. Um, We give them what's called a self-assessment, which is a a couple hundred page document that that looks at our training on our academy and and all of all the moving p- uh, parts and pieces to it um, and what it does is it goes through a process to become accredited and once you get accredited again now we now we align with the state of california curriculum this enhances and improves and standardizes our testing and our curriculum delivery 
um, gives us the opportunity at a state level um, to uh, provide curriculum development. The Firefighter 1 and 2 curriculum development is currently underway at the state level, and this gives us a seat at the table um, to provide input uh, for curriculum development because it directly impacts us as an ALA. Uh, we recently had a site visit uh, by Chief Karen Petty. She's Deputy Chief of State Fire Training, and uh, all went really well. She was extremely impressed on our facility and how we have taken the ALA seriously and standardized how we, how we operate in the academy. Uh, 2024 will be our reaccreditation. We had a three-year accreditation. They can give a one, a three, and a five-year. Uh, we had a three-year. It's up to the state of what they give you, depending on, on how the assessment went. Uh, so we're looking forward to at least a three-year um, extension next year in 2024. That's great. Hey, I, I appreciate all the work you guys are doing down there, and, it, and it's exciting seeing how it's all come together in a, in a real short time, and, and um, I look forward to the future of what you guys are building down there. So that's been great. Great. I appreciate it. Thanks, Chief. We're going to move over to Chief Fairchild and promotions. And uh, as we work through with, with one of our biggest challenges in this organization, which has been staffing, really our, our solution to it has been um, ag aggressively promoting and preparing our individuals so that we can continue to fill our vacancies. And we've made a ton of progress. Uh, and that's thanks to, to our promotions section and training uh, but Chief Fairchild, can you do me a favor and give me an update on what we can expect for 2024 in the promotions? Absolutely. I'm excited to say that we were able to schedule all of the academies, uh, uh, all of the ranks, at least one promotional opportunity to happen prior to March. And so when we go into the March retirements, we're going to be in a good spot uh, as far as promotions go. We will have had a Captain's Academy, a Battalion Chief Academy, and an FAA Academy that we'll all be finishing uh, around that time. So that's that's exciting, uh, and that's a, a good uh, step in the right direction. But um, we've been full throttle all the way since I got in here. We've been running uh, multiple academies uh, every year, and next year is going to be no change. We're going to have uh, two fire captains academies, two FAE academies, and then one battalion chief academy. Those are starting uh, with the testing processes coming up this year. Uh, so let me start with the engineer process. Uh, Academy 37 just finished up uh, August 10th. We had 17 successful candidates, and of those 17, all 17 were promoted and are already in the field working as engineers. Uh, we are developing the fall series of the Fire uh, Apparatus Engineer Development Series, and that's going to be led by Jason Kramer and the Academy cadre from our current academies that have been running along. We're going to be starting a process in order to recruit a new cadre and a new coordinator for next year's Fire Apparatus Academies. So we'll be uh, releasing those memos here shortly. I anticipate those opening in September and maybe October uh, for the cadres and the coordinator position for the next Engineers Academies. Uh, we're having applications for the engineer process. are going to open October 10th uh, with a written exam on November 16th and interviews in December with the uh, Academy starting January 8th, going to February 29th, and hoping to fill two Academies. So Academy 39 would start April 8th and conclude May 30th. Uh, so really looking forward to being aggressive in filling those spots and getting a lot of good new candidates out there taking the engineer's exam. As for the Fire Captain Academy, uh, we are going to continue with uh, two academies as well. 
The fire captain applications will open November 14th, and our written for that will be December 13th, with interviews January 8th through the 12th. And Fire Captain Academy 36 is currently slated for February 9th to March 21st. Uh, so, again, finishing by that March time that we're looking to finish those by. And then uh, Academy 37 will be May 3rd through June 13th of next year. Uh, Battalion Chief Academy is our next upcoming uh, academy. It's going to basically be at the same time as the Engineer Academy. We're going to open applications for that October 10th as well. And the written for that will be November 14th with interviews December 4th through the 8th. And that academy will run January 5th through February 8th. Sounds like you've got a busy calendar ahead of you. Um, but I appreciate the work you're doing. And I think as we, as we continue to push through, we've talked about the fire academies um, and continuing to do two academies of 50 every year. We're talking about these promotions that we're doing, front-loading our, our, um, our promotional opportunities to make sure that we have lists established before March retirements and then following up with another academy. Um, there's a lot going on, um, but I think it's making a difference, so I appreciate that. The one thing that um, you know, I think I'd like people to, to have a uh, thought about is the minimum qualifications, kind of where we're standardizing so that they're all going to be due at, at application time. But are there any changes with any of the ranks on the, on the, the minimum qualifications? So the minimum quali qualifications for the engineer's rank and the captain's rank are pretty much going to remain the same. Uh, we're not adding any new classes. However, the 290 class for the fire captains is now required to be an in-person class. Previously, you were allowed to take that online, and that would fulfill the requirements, and that has been phased out by the state, and so we are now requiring that to be an in-person class only. That's going to also pertain to the battalion chief uh, process with their class um, requiring, to be, requiring them to have the 290 in person. The only one that we have changed the process really on is the battalion chief process. We are now going to allow CA 219, which is a new class requirement by the state, in order to open your strike team leader task book. You need to have CA 219, S219 no longer will be a accepted class. And so because of that uh, limited ability of those classes uh, to, or to be able to find those classes, we are allowing that to be done within the first year. And you can uh, get that class open then. And, and that's a great overview. The one question I have, though, um, since we went through it kind of quickly, is there anywhere that, that um, people with a desire to promote can go to, to look at the, the qualification and what it takes to, to promote to these different ranks? Absolutely. If you go to the OCFA training website, all of the information is on there. If, uh, you can click on the Futures tab, and it will walk you through each of the ranks. It lists the minimum qualifications on there. The most updated minimum qualifications chart is listed with the requirements. Uh, there's additionally a, a timeline for the test that is listed up there as well. And so all the current up-to-date testing days are going to be on there. Uh, those are always repeated when the flyer comes out in the flyer, uh, but for planning and uh, people don't want to wait till the flyer to start preparing should be preparing now for these tests since they're all coming up towards the end of the year so all of that information is there uh, through the OCFA training website uh, you can additionally if you have questions reach out to me uh, Jason Kea is also a good resource or Jocelyn Casillas in training great thanks chief I appreciate it and now with the last 
section in our training division is training and safety with Chief Sulzer. And uh, we've had some conversations about centralized tag. Um, I know we completed during uh, the springtime, we completed our wildland centralized tag. And uh, I hear you have plans for another centralized tag, but tell me a little bit about what your plans are um, with tag not only this year, but as we move into next year. Thanks uh, for that question, that's really good. Um, the discussions we've had, obviously we know the impacts that we're currently facing at the drill tower. So it's forcing us to kind of look for other options. Maintaining that centralized tag theme is important, um, but it doesn't necessarily have to be here at a concrete tower. So uh, obviously with Wildland Tag, we had a great opportunity, a partnership with the FBI property to be offsite, but still perform that centralized concept. We're still looking to maintain that. Obviously we have fourth quarter tag coming up. Um, we're looking at a pretty exciting opportunity to partner with Orange County Sheriff's Department on some locations. So we're looking to get that finalized for fourth quarter tag. Obviously, we've seen the success with the, with these opportunities, so we want to maintain that going into next year. Um, we'd like to continue uh, trying to get at least three of those centralized tag concepts in place for next year. So the shop is busy working on those so we can get those set up for next year. That's, that's great. And I know you're still finalizing your fourth quarter tag. Correct. But generally speaking, what, um, what are you looking to cover? So I think for fourth quarter, um, it's important to identify and, and kind of reinforce the back to the basics concept. Um, we want to focus on some hose evolutions, um, you know, water supplies, some issues that have been identified in incidents as being a challenge. Uh, so we want to help just kind of reinforce those with the crews. We want to maintain it at that crew base level, but also doing, doing it as a multi-company evolution, uh, similar to what we've done in the past with our tag groups. That'll be great. I look forward to seeing it. Um, and, I, and I know you're busy in there. You have a ton of projects going. Tell me a little bit about some of the other projects that you're working on. I think some of the more exciting ones are some of the, the items we've identified. Uh, a, lot, a lot of assistance from the field as far as identifying maybe some deficiencies. Um, currently, we're working with our standpipe operations identifying that our blue hose that we used to use for those high-rise bundles, uh, most of those blue hoses were either not operational or antiquated. So we're working on some concepts. There was a memo that came out with some interim processes. Um, we're going to continue to follow up with some training-based uh, information to support the, the crews in the field, as well as working with the equipment committee to identify those those equipment needs that we need to purchase and get those uh, out to the field. So the standpipe operations, I think, is a big one that you guys will will see coming out here in the near future, as well as one that we're very excited um, with the transverse hose bed uh, project. Obviously, there was a lot of concern with the current configuration, so we went to the field with support of executive staff to put together a trial and look at some options. I think we're going to see a one-in-one -one concept, so we will maintain the metro load, but we'll come up with a secondary hose load that the crews in the field are currently trialing uh, for input so that we can get those out and in place for hopefully fourth quarter tags so we can reinforce that. Great. I, I know you've been busy, um, but it's, it's nice having a training section that's fully staffed. It's been a little while since we've had that, that luxury. Um, so I appreciate the work that you guys are getting done. And I think um, as, as, we, as we close out this podcast, we're always looking for ideas. We're looking for new opportunities. And uh, I know that all three of our battalion chiefs and myself 
are very open to um, any, any ideas and concepts that come from the field. So please don't hesitate to hit any of us up if you have a, an idea of how we can make something more interesting, make something better. I, I continue to look forward to as, we've, as we unwind you know, the, the couple years where, where training slowed down a little bit with COVID. We come out of that and get going again. I think we have a lot of things planned and a lot of things that, that we're working towards. And uh, I look forward to 2024 where all three of our sections are going to push hard to, to make training better for you. Thank you for joining us for this month, and we look forward to your podcast for next month.